All right, I, I have a question for you. And coming off this Lions win, Lions win it today in Chicago, 31-30. to 30. They score 21 points in the fourth quarter, something we haven't seen them do in almost two months, it feels like, score in the second half. And they win it, 31-30. to 30. Dan Campbell's first road win as a head coach of this organization, and now back-to-back wins. And I have a question for you. Because you are one of two Lions fans at this point. And I got to be honest, at different points in the past, I've been each of these fans. But I, ne- I think at this point, you need to, you need to declare where you're at. You need, to, you need to pick a side. Because I don't think you could ride the fence any further. Lions have won three games. They have lost six. And... When you look at how this thing has shaken out, especially over the last couple of weeks, wins against Green Bay, win a game today against Chicago. They lost back in week three against the Vikings in a game that they should have won. And it feels like those are missed opportunities. You could be 3-0 in the division, and despite the horrific record, You could actually be in the driver's seat of something here. You could actually do something that we haven't seen, you know, in in decades. You could actually maybe be in a position to win this division. So you're one of two Lions fans. You're a Lions fan that either is upset. You're upset. You're angry that we're getting a couple of wins in a row. And I think it's a little bit of salt in the wound that they're divisional games, divisional wins. And it feels like, okay, well, here we are. More than halfway through the season. And it, we're just now getting to that point. We're just now hitting our stride. And it, and, and you feel like, oh, well, the defense has found something now. It only took, Darn near not 10 weeks, but here we are. But I just feel like it's a little too little too late because the season's really over. Unless you go on a improbable run and start knocking off some of these teams. You got the Giants on the road next week. Then you're a little bit of a homestand. Bills, Jags, Vikings, all at home. Back on the road. Jets, Panthers at home versus versus, uh, Chicago. And then on the road in Green Bay. So you're either a Lion fan that is upset. You're upset. Or you're, you're excited. You're excited for a lot of the reasons that I already mentioned. Finally, they found something. Finally, Kirby Joseph is playing well. Jeff Okuda has risen from the grave on multiple occasions and has been this team's best outside defender. Aiden Hutchinson, welcome to the NFL. Finally, finally, we need you. We still got a lot of games left. And if you're that fan, God bless you. (laughs) Just... I, I wish I could be that fan at this point in time. But I got to be honest. 
I'm a little upset. I'm a little resentful. I'm, I just wish that this would have happened sooner. And then you look at games against Seattle. You look at, at that game against the Eagles where it was out of reach, but then you fought back and had an opportunity to win that football game. Really, there's been two games where you haven't been involved, and it was against the Patriots and the Cowboys. Otherwise, you've been in the mix with every single game. And so it, I'm, I'm bitter Lion fan right now. I'm upset Lion fan because, because really our record should be much different than it is much different. And I spare me the injury argument. I got it. Unfortunately, this is the NFL. Welcome to the league. But I, I am, I am at this point, bitter, angry lion fan, because now again, realizing most, I mean, look, Against all odds, this season's over, right? This thing's done. So now we try to plan for the future and say, well, okay, let's play for the the the, the draft position game. Well, now with this, you're probably not even inside the top five. You're probably somewhere six to ten is where you're probably realistically at. And again, for a team that look on that defense needs a lot of help still, feels like. Mm. feels like it would be good to have one of those picks up at the top. Maybe package it with the Rams pick, which is also going to be much higher than it is last year because they're not going to win the Super Bowl. And maybe you can make some moves. Maybe you want Bryce Young. Maybe for whatever reason you want C.J. Stroud. Maybe you want to just go all crazy and get up to the top of the draft and draft Will Anderson. Whatever it is, it feels like that's unattainable now too. So, I want to know what kind of line fan you are. And and now we shift focus to Blake, whatever his name is. Uh, Blake, good evening to you. What, what kind of lion fan are you at this point? Where, where are you at on this team? Well, I'm, I'm none cause I'm not a lion fan, but I will say from a, uh, from an outsider's perspective, I think that this, this game is a positive because your defense did enough to win the game and your offense showed up both showing up at the same time has not happened all season. Yeah. So I take it as a positive game. Well, that's fair. I just feel like, unfortunately we're at a point of no return. It's it's the, the, this team is not, I don't think, I don't think, and, and look, I've made a lot of declarations about this team at different points this year and have been vastly wrong. I didn't expect this defense to be as bad as it is. Um, I didn't expect for for swaths of the season, the offense to just go dormant, especially in the second half. Didn't know that was going to happen. Um, but barring some wild run where they win out maybe minus a couple of games, I mean, this thing's over. So I, I think that for the future it only benefits you, you know, I don't want to play the, the tanking game, but I mean, maybe, maybe it does. I How mean, transformational the, is Will Anderson? The worst I mean, place to be in the NFL is the middle. You either want to lo- <laughs> like you, lose or win. <laughs> it's feast or famine in this league. And you don't want to be stuck out in the middle of the desert with no water. That's what, you know, 18 is. That's what, 15 is it stinks 
You don't want to be there. It's awful. It is awful. So, unfortunately, that's kind of where the lines are at right now. And look, they very well could still have a top 10 pick. That's not the point. But the point is, is if you value Will Anderson as being a transformational player, you value Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman out of Georgia, as a transformational player, well, then you're most likely not going to get either of those guys. Certainly not Will Anderson. So I don't want to play this game yet. I'm not playing the prospect game yet. But it just feels like, unfortunately, and look, Green Bay is not, they are not a very good football club. And Chicago, not a very good football team. But it feels like Chicago's a little more competent than than the Packers. Feels like the Bears got something going. Um, but much like the Lions, they're still in this limbo. Does the, that they, they, they haven't gotten there yet? Does that make it like more frustrating though? Because like the Packers aren't the Packers this year, and yes. as good oh, yeah. as the Vikings this thing have is played, wide open. this thing is wide open. I know, and you're right. The Vikings are what eight and one now, and. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that game, uh, that Vikes-Bills game, because that thing was nuts. Um, yeah, certainly certainly it felt beginning of the season that this thing was wide open. Now, the Vikings have taken and ran with it, but, but again, you look at where you were at with that team, feels like you gave that one a win or gave that win away, and I, I don't know, just feels – it feels incomplete at this point in the season – when now we're starting to find some traction. A couple of back-to-back weeks where you've had guys on defense make plays. You've been able to turn the football over. That's a positive. But it, it comes at a point in the season when we're 10 games in, nine games in, whatever it is, 10 weeks in, and it's just it, it just it feels a little too late, unfortunately. Um, all right, got to take a break. Come back on the other side. If you want to weigh in, I want to know what kind of Lion fan you are right now. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. We got Michigan, Michigan State on tap as well. Um, and lots of NFL talk because this was a pretty fun weekend. A lot of fun football, uh, both in the NFL and uh, in the uh, uh, NCAA. We'll talk about that as we continue right here on Sports Wrap on WJR. Don't go anywhere. Well, I tell you, you, you learn something about people every day. Uh, Blake and I were just talking in the break. Uh, you you really dislike Will Levis. You are you are not a Will Levis guy. Yeah, he's not very huh. good. No, he stinks. But for whatever reason, people like him. Mel Kuyper loves him. Loves oh, him. Does Kuyper, does Kuyper know how to evaluate quarterbacks? Yeah, ask Jimmy Clausen. Here's this. Here's this uh, stat line. You, you let me let me know who you think they played yesterday. Uh, Kentucky, eleven for twenty three, one oh nine, one interception, no touchdowns. He had a completion percentage below fifty percent, below fifty forty eight percent. Who do you think? Who do you think Kentucky played with that kind of stat line? I mean, probably Georgia's defense, right? Yeah, you'd think. How about Vanderbilt? <laughs> how, about, how about Vandy? What? Yeah, that is a ridiculous stat line. Mel can have Will Levis. That's ridiculous. Top NFL prospect. You know, I just looked up a mock draft <laughs> just to see where the Lions were. Uh, this is Ryan Wilson and Chris Trapasso of um, CBS. 
So Ryan Wilson has the Lions at nine. Taking Will Levis. Trapasso has the Lions at six. Uh, Trapasso has the Lions taking Anthony Richardson. Hello? Yes. Anthony Richardson. Anybody want that? No, thank you. Yeah, because his stat line was <laughs> almost the same yesterday. Correct. As- uh and I'll and 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 uh Ryan Wilson has the Lions taking Cam Smith at number nine. Um, which I think there would be a revolt uh if that happened as well. Um, but Ryan Wilson has Will Levis going number one overall to Seattle. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You're lying. I'm I'm not <laughs> lying. I wish I were lying. That's that's Will Anderson probably the greatest thing number I've ever two heard. to to the to the Texans. Will Levis, uh, the man who will save the NFL. Uh, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. What kind of Lion fan are you? Are you angry, kind of bitter Lion fan that they're, they've maybe found a groove, but it's halfway through the season? Everything is over. You're not going to win anything. You're not going to get to the postseason. And really, unfortunately, at this point, you're only you're only hurting yourself in your draft position. Or... Are you finally happy that they, are you happy they finally found something? They finally got something. There was a semblance of a defense in there. Offensively, they got guys behind TJ Hawkinson that can catch the football, that can block a little bit. What kind of line fan are you? Greg from Shelby's on hold. What's up, Greg? Hey, Chris, Mr. Positive. Hey, I'm glad they're winning. Number one, they're developing the core. They're developing camaraderie. It's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You're worried about the draft pick, but let's wheel and deal. Uh, they're getting along. They're, they're going in the right direction. They're coming from behind. They're showing their mettle. And my biggest concern is my Josh that Elvis. <laughs> they, my this jo- is the first time well, they've done that all year, where they've come from well, behind. And yes, and it, it's just uh, I'm worried about my Josh Elvis Allen with my bills they should have won today, and they should have won last week, but he's throwing interceptions and one heck of a game. But, I mean, let's face it again. Here we go again. Michigan won. Michigan State won. The Lions won. I predicted the Lions were going to win today, and uh, they came out. And, uh, you know, Chris, I, got, I, I want you to stop being so negative there, young man. I mean, come on. I'm not negative, Greg. I'm not negative. I appreciate the call. I I just, I, I had such high hopes for this team. I had such a, a standard in my mind set for where this team was going to be based on the offensive positions that they addressed in, in the off season, whether it was through free agency or the draft. I mean, look, we still haven't even seen Jameson Williams. So, um, I was very excited about where this team was going to be very excited. And then when you go back-to-back weeks of basically, uh, you know, uh, messing the bed because you can't score on offense, and then you haven't been able to score in the second half in the last, like, four games, I mean, yeah, that, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's not about being negative. It's just an issue. Those are facts. You can't win in the NFL by not scoring in the second half of games. It's just not going to work. So, no, it's not negative. I just... I just feel like this team was in such a better place initially at the start of the year, and for whatever reason, they lost their way midway through. So I, I am. I, it just it stinks. It stinks because I feel like 
there could have been a lot more development happening. There could have been a lot more, and they've just fallen short far too many times. Um, but look, the jury's still out. There's still a lot of football left. And and again, you know what's been interesting, Blake? I think we play the 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 uh, schedule game preseason when the schedule comes out. Then you you adjust as the season goes along. And this is a tough. This is a tough schedule the rest of the way. Lions preseason had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Here's what they got the rest of the way. They got the Giants. They got the Bills. They got the Jags. They got the Vikings. They got the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers again. So what once maybe looked like the lowly Jets and the Bears can't get anything together, and you know the Giants are are a nightmare and. It's not the case anymore. So, unfortunately, it's going to be a tough, tough hill to to, to travel the next uh, few weeks. So, I, I, you know, color me pessimist, a uh, pessimistic when it comes to how this team's going to finish out the year. When you, when it feels like you gave away games against Minnesota, you, you, you were in that thing initially, uh, first game of the season at home against Philly who's by far the best football team in the league. So, yeah, it, it feels like you gave away a couple, a couple of important games that you could have used, you know, the rest of the way. And, unfortunately, you just weren't able to, to get it done. Um, In the meantime, uh, I want to talk, uh, I'll tell you, well, we got to go to a break. We got to go to a break, Blake? Is that is that right? Okay, we'll go to a break. A break. Um, Coming back up on the other side, I want to talk a little college football. Because Michigan continues to win. And yes, Nebraska is horrific, but they win. They continue to win. It's only the third time they've been undefeated at this point in the season in like 50 years. It's crazy. So I want to know what the expectations are going forward. Because I think, you know, we're going to have a a, a coming to Jesus moment here in a couple of weeks. And I want everybody to be prepared. We'll talk then. We'll talk Michigan state on the other side of sports wrap continues here on WJR. All right. Welcome back. I want to talk a little Michigan football. Uh, Blake, I believe you're a Michigan fan, so we can talk a little Michigan. Um, this thing is obviously, th- th- this is going towards, the end of the year, last game of the season, just a couple of weeks away um, against Ohio State. And as everything stands now, it'll be a two-versus-three matchup unless Georgia somehow loses. and To Will Levis this weekend. To Will Levis this week against Kentucky, um, which I think will probably happen because Will Levis is maybe the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the position in college football. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a two, three matchup. I mean, this goes back to the, the, you know, one versus two. And I'm just interested to look, I went into that game last year, knowing Michigan was going to win that football game. Like, I just thought that everything kind of matched up perfectly. I thought they had, Oh, uh, uh, a defensive line with 
two NFL first-round players that are going to be able to control C.J. Stroud, who's mobile but doesn't use his legs to run down the field. Um, And I thought their secondary was good enough to cover some of those those receivers, whether it was Chris Wilson uh, or, excuse me, um, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, And now... Um, I feel like this Michigan team is better than it was last year. I think the defense is actually more complete than they were last year. But for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is, for whatever reason, I feel a little more indifferent, not indifferent, I feel more confused about this game than I than I did at this point last year going into Ohio State. And I and 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 I really don't know why. Because this Ohio State team has not impressed me, especially over the last three, four weeks. Um, I thought the 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 win to start the season against Notre Dame was a big one. Um, and I thought they played like a team who had their toughness questioned. Like that was brought into the program and they addressed it during the offseason. And then Notre Dame went out and got beat by Marshall. And then Ohio State just kind of went back to going, but they just kind of went back to doing what they do, and that's throw the football a little bit. They run it when they have to. Mayan Williams has been okay, um, but the running game has been com- incredibly inconsistent. And yet, for some reason, I feel I don't have an answer to, to this game yet. Um, I don't. I don't think it's I don't think it's an offensive perspective because look, I, I think I think JJ has done everything that Cade did. And you won the game last year. Um I think Cade gives you obviously a different a different facet to the game that you didn't have with Cade. Okay, great. Haven't seen a whole lot of it yet, but he's been moving around a little bit more the last few weeks. I think Maybe it's a receivers thing because I don't know that our receivers are quite at the level they were last year, which is interesting. Um, and obviously the running game is, is just as good. I mean, the, the, the Blake Corum is a revelation and that offensive line. Again, I tell you it's better than last year. Um, but for whatever reason, Blake, I just have, I still don't have a great read on this game. And, and maybe I will after next week. But for whatever reason, I don't have a good read on it. And I think part of that is because the Big Ten just stinks. The Big Ten stinks. It's it- Michigan, it's Ohio State, and it's everybody else. And every time you, you know, uh, Rutgers puts a scare into Michigan in the first half, um, they and then they come back and drub them. It's like, I, I, I think though, these teams are uninterested. I think they're sleepwalking through their schedule knowing that they got a big game at the end of the year down at the shoe in Columbus. That's it. I don't think any of this means anything. I think they're looking forward to one game, one game only. I would imagine there has been game planning going on for weeks. Um, and that's where both of these programs are at at this point. Is that fair? Yeah, hundred percent. I I had the same like mindset for a while. I said to you in the hallways of the beautiful beautiful Fisher Building the other day, though, 
that I was afraid of Illinois, and now I'm not afraid of Illinois. So that's cool. Um, True. Yeah. I'm not yeah, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <they're> terrible. <laughs> but I told you then they were terrible. I think that the game being in Columbus maybe is what's affecting your feeling right now because I'm the opposite. I was super uneasy last year. I was like, okay. I, I just, I don't know. Okay. Especially last year with the one loss to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And just, I didn't, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm much more confident because I really like how our secondary has played. Our Great. D-line last year was better than our secondary. This year, I think the secondary's right on par, if not better than the D-line. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I, and, and I don't, you know, for whatever reason, I think this team is, is, is they're equipped to go down to a place like Columbus and compete. I don't know that the environment or the venue or any of those things are going to play in because I think that they, I actually think that they relish the chance to go down there and play them there and try to beat them there. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's where I'm at in my head and I don't know it subliminally. Um, I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid to go down there and get it done, but yeah, I don't know what it is. And 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 I I hope to gain more clarity after this week. I do. So, with the offense, do you blame the receivers? Do you blame JJ or do you blame the play calling? So, I think at the root of it it comes down to play calling because what does Michigan want to do? They want to run the football and they want to control the clock. Well, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want to be a team that vertically stretches the field and and makes teams pay, well, those are quick strikes, right? Like, no, you're not going on six, seven-minute-long drives and shortening the game if you're taking deep shots to and- Andrell Anthony. It's not happening. So I so you 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 have to kind of pick the identity that 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 you want to adopt and it's been clear at every level of football that Jim Harbaugh has coached he has been a run first offense and we're seeing that again this year once again and it feels like that's okay it's a it's a weird thing to have in college football and it's a weird thing for it to be successful in this era of college football but it is when you're able to control the line of scrimmage, when you're able to get six, seven yards uh, at times a pop, yeah, you're you're going to be okay. And and you can hit those crossing routes, you can hit those slants, you can hit those deep posts, and it'll be okay. But you can't you can't be like Ohio State if you want to play if you want to play puck possession, and that's something that that this team likes, and that's one of their identities on offense. So. I, I think I think it, it it does. At the end of the day, it falls on on coaching, and it call and it falls on the play calling because that's who they are. That's who they that's who they are. They are a run smash mouth football team that has speed, and they can they pull their guards. They move their offensive linemen all around. They've got two or three tight ends that they really like that can block, that can catch, and when you've got that mentality. 
yeah, you're just not taking those those shots down the field. And that's why I haven't been incredibly disheartened by the fact J.J. McCarthy hasn't had this great vertical pass game because he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Maybe next year he'll need it. But right now he doesn't need it. I and, just I, and I just feel like they're all they'll be okay. I want that I wish though that they like had shown it. Like shown the ability to win right. in a different way. Mm-hmm. In case whatever happens in Columbus, they can't run the ball like they have been. I've just wanted them to show the ability that, oh, you're gonna stop our run. Watch what we do now. That's and really, that's my thing. And and what Michigan does better than I think anybody in the country, and I'm not kidding, they just lean on you. They lean on you mm-hmm. and they lean on you and they lean on you and they lean on you. And at, at some point, the levees are gonna break and you will not be able to contain them any longer because you will be so physically exhausted that defensively you can't stop them and it and it look i mean the the rutgers game was a prime example haha rutgers ha 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 but and that team was leading at the half and what did michigan do they just leaned and leaned and leaned on you and yes they had a couple of, of big time defensive plays pick six yada yada but but they just they they lean on you in the trenches until you are worn down to a pulp watching that game yesterday RG3 was on the call, Ugh. and I'm not a huge fan of, like, him overall, but he did a really good job of breaking down, like, the complications of Michigan's run game and how different it is and how much of, like, a Rubik's Cube it is to solve. Mm-hmm. He did, a, And it was really interesting to see, like, a breakdown of it. Now, for Michigan State, I think there are a lot of really positive things here. First of all, um, getting to a bowl is going to be really big because, and it doesn't matter what bowl game you get. Honestly, it doesn't. But you get extra practices. You get more time with your team. And for a program that last year went through a miracle season, um, that was the outlier. That was the exception. It is not the rule because – this season has proven that there is a lot of work that needs to be done to that roster. And as great as Mel Tucker has been in the transfer portal, it is not the end all be all to solving the issues on a football team. And yes, you can patch. Yes. You can find a guy unbelievably like Kenneth Walker, the third, but with Kenneth Walker, he hit a lot of the problems that they had on that offense. He hit a lot of the deficiencies that they had on that team because of him and now that he's gone we obviously see the warts and so um with everything that has gone on over the last couple of weeks with the incident at michigan stadium in the tunnel after that loss they've come back and they've won and you've got guys that have that are starters that have started all year that are suspended as that investigation continues and what do they do they were, what did they do? They won. They continue to win a couple of games in a row. Again, no, they are the, the, the this is again, this conference stinks. There, it is two teams and everybody else. And yes, you're beating up on a couple of inferior opponents, but my goodness, winning is it, it cures all. And for a team that needed some wins, 
um, I, I think it's a great thing. And Mel Tucker continuing to, what does he say? Keep chopping. He keeps chopping and, and they have not, they have not bought out. They are still very much involved. And so um, I think if you're a Spartan, you got to be really happy to see that because this thing could have gone off the, off the tracks really quickly over the last few weeks and it didn't. And that's a credit to Mel Tucker keeping everybody in the boat. Um, And look, this is what happens. You win a couple of games, you get a little bit of momentum. He's got a nice recruiting class coming in. um, And then you hope to improve that way, but this is a multi-year thing. And if this starts creeping up again next year, well, then it's a different conversation. But at this point in the season, after the slide that they went on, after the loss against Michigan and everything that happened in the tunnel, um, uh, you should be very happy if you're a Michigan State fan with all things considering um, going forward because I think you're going to be pretty happy with with the way this thing shakes out uh, over the next couple of years. All right, got to take one more break. Coming up on the other side, uh, we'll wrap a little bit more about the NFL. we got Gridiron Wrap coming up. All of that and more as we continue right here on Sports Wrap on WJR. Don't go anywhere. All right, want to get you caught up on a couple of other games happening around the NFL. Uh, Raiders hosting the Colts. Uh, it is Indy up 25-20 to 20 with five minutes to go. Cowboys on top of the Packers uh, at Lambeau, 28-14. to 14, uh, Just getting ready to wrap up the third there. Uh, Cardinals on top of the Rams, 17-10, to 10, uh, top of the fourth quarter. Um, Bucks beat the Seahawks, 21-16. Uh, told you, talked about the Lions winning over Chicago, 31-30. Titans beat the Broncos 17 to 10. It was Chiefs over the Jags 27 to 17. The Finns, how about the Finns? Seven and three on the year. Uh, they beat the Browns 39 to 17. Giants beat the Texans 24 to 16. And the Steelers getting a win over the Saints 20 to 10. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about this Vikings Bills game because if you didn't see it, um, chances are you're going to see highlights somewhere, whether it's ESPN, Twitter, whatever. Um, Minnesota was down by four with what? Uh, under a minute to go, Blake? I believe so, yeah. Just under a minute to go. Um, they drove the field and were on the goal line. So under a minute to go, they were looking at a fourth and goal from like the half-yard line. And Buffalo stuffed... Kirk Cousins on a keeper attempt. So they turned it over on downs and Buffalo's going to walk away with their seventh win on the season. The very next play, first and 10 for Buffalo from their own half yard line. A fumbled snap and the Vikings come up with the fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. They kick the extra point and go up by three. Buffalo and Josh Allen drive the field and with five seconds left, kick a game-tying field goal. They go to overtime, and the Vikings come away with the win 33 to 30 and overtime was wild too, mm-hmm. but 
that was one of the more incredible games that I've seen in the NFL in quite some time. It was probably the best game since Bills Chiefs last year. Yeah, in last the playoffs. Year. Yeah. It was you know you also on the drive on Minnesota's drive to try to tie the game at the end of the fourth, Justin Jefferson made the oh. most incredible grab of the year. It was awesome. He had a ton of big grabs in that last drive in regulation and then in overtime. I mean, obviously, you got to give it to Kirk Cousins because he was putting him in some tight spots. And every single time, Jamar Jefferson was coming up with the ball. It was crazy. There was that one play. Um, is this the catch you're talking about where it looked like it was intercepted? Yes. And then Jefferson just pulled it away. And, and it was on like fourth and 18. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was incredible end of the game. So if you haven't seen it, uh, I would suggest looking for it or you're going to stumble across it because it was pretty incredible. Chris, who do you like tonight? Chargers 49ers. Yeah. Um I I I have to go San Fran. Because I I I don't know what it is with Justin Herbert, but he still doesn't look right. Um I know he got banged up earlier in the year. I don't think he actually missed any time, but he's playing hurt. Um he's got a little Stafford in him. Like old school Lions Stafford. Yes. What's the spread? Seven and a half. Oof, that's yes. a lot of points in the NFL. Um, just give me the Niners straight up. How about that? Is that fair? Where are you at? Uh, I I would take the Niners with seven and a half. Okay. I like the Niners. Yeah, I do too. A little Christian McCaffrey action there too in the Bay, which is nice. And uh, well, anytime you get to watch Debo Samuel is a great night. No, it's true. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Gridiron Wrap coming your way next right here on WJR 705. Don't go anywhere. In the meantime, have yourself a nice rest of the week. Catch you next week, uh, next Sunday, right here, 6 to 7. Uh, go on out. Make it a good one. Talk to you then.